Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. I know better than you. My first marriage was when I was 24, I think. A little too young in retrospect. My best friends had gotten married in the two years prior, and I was feeling kind of left out. I had a boyfriend. We got along pretty well, and it seemed like the next step, so I decided to ask him if he would marry me. Alcohol was a frequent participant in our time together, and probably was present that fateful night as well. Using liquid courage as a springboard, I asked him how he felt about getting married. Well, he kind of shrugged his shoulders, so I went on. How about it then, I said, and he sort of nodded his head. At least I think he did, so I promptly called my mother to tell her the good news. I remember thinking that went well. His best friend was also recently married, so I suppose we both felt we were headed in the right direction. He had a job, and so did I, so I felt our combined finances would serve us well, and we could even put aside a little towards the house. I don't think he had thought that far ahead, but he went along with my plan. We bought that house in the suburbs of Atlanta when that kind of lifestyle was just beginning to emerge, and happily moved into our lovely ranch-style home. Unfortunately, things did not progress so well between us. He wanted to make enough money to move to Florida to open a deep-sea fishing business, and I wanted to move up in my job as a new media buyer for Coca-Cola. I also decided I wanted a baby since being a mother had been my dream since high school, so I went off birth control. Still regularly imbibing in alcohol, we did what you needed to do to get pregnant. One particular evening, we were engaged in intimate relations, And then I felt, I mean, really felt myself get pregnant. I'd been off birth control for a month or so, and I remember being beside myself with joy. I didn't tell my husband, though, even though I thought maybe I should, because I just wanted to hold this joyful news inside myself for a little bit. A few weeks later, maybe five or six, I was on a business trip in North Carolina and experienced sharp pains in my abdomen. When I say sharp, I mean way past ouch. There was also some blood present, so I canceled the rest of my trip and went home. It was a Thursday night when all this happened, and when I got home on Friday, I was unable to get an appointment with my OBGYN because he was away golfing and had no backup physician available. The pains increased, and by Saturday, they were so bad I went to the emergency room where I was examined but given no information about my condition. I was, however, given Demerol with the admonition that I would feel quite different and it could cause addiction. With that first rush of the drug, I suddenly realized why there were drug addicts. I vowed to remember that name for later, but somehow I was unable to recall it for many, many years, which, you know, I think now was a good thing. On Monday, the doctor met with me in his office and sent me to the hospital. He denied my assertion that I was pregnant, saying it was impossible given the length of time I had been on birth control. 
I still refused to believe him, carrying the weight of my knowledge into the hospital, along with my cramping and bleeding, which by now was profuse. I was on bed rest for the rest of the day while the doctor saw all his patients, and only after 5.30 in the afternoon did he make an appearance. He told me he was going to put me under to take a look at what was going on, but it shouldn't be a big deal. He thought I could probably go home the next day. To say he was cavalier would be painting him in the nicest possible light. As I learned the next day, what he found when he went in, as he put it, quite surprised him. I had an ectopic pregnancy and had been bleeding internally for days. In this type of pregnancy, the egg is fertilized in the fallopian tube instead of the uterus. The tube is not equipped to accommodate the egg as it grows, so it ruptures, terminating the pregnancy and requiring removal of the ruptured tube. One can die from this situation, as I later learned. I'd been bleeding for five days, so the doctor was faced with a large blood loss as well as the necessity for immediate surgery. He did his best, I suppose, given the gravity of my condition. I lost the baby, the left fallopian tube, and somehow there was also damage to the end of the right fallopian tube where it entered the uterus, which had to be repaired the next year. I almost died, and I was quite ill for weeks. It was a long recovery, but I learned one thing from all this. I know my body. I know when I'm pregnant. The doctor doesn't. I know when I need help to figure out what's going on, and it should have been the doctor that helped me. I made a vow then to learn all the medical terminology regarding this diagnosis and any other procedure so I would never be at the mercy of any doctor again. I also made a vow to never have another male OBGYN. I've kept those vows for over 50 years. Doctors have a lot of knowledge, but they do not have knowledge of my body. I have found physicians who will work with me to prevent and correct anything that occurs within my body, and I make sure they know how grateful I am for their ability to work with me. I do not take any information I am given regarding my health as a gospel truth, but I do pay attention to both the doctor delivering the news and to how my body reacts to it. That continues to this day to serve me and my body well. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining, too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.